So I was so like, oh my God, like pa- panicking. Um, and I would describe it as despair, not even sadness. I wasn't feeling sadness. I was feeling despair at that time. So I said, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? I need to talk to someone. I need to know what's happening right now. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's Julie Boyer here, and I'm really excited to be back again with a global interview today. I have the honor of interviewing Kimmy Liu. She's a life and leadership coach living in the Philippines. And what I love about her story is that She actually began her career as a teacher and decided that because of the circumstances of what it's like to be a teacher in the Philippines, she shifted to a desk job as a project manager working at a condo. And that experience really ended up being completely transformative for her because she made a huge life decision after having an emotional realization at that job. I'm not going to tell you any more about the story because I really want you to listen to Kimmy Liu tell it in her own words. She's an incredible woman and a pioneer in the coaching space in the Philippines. And she's really passionate about gratitude. So we'll hear all about how Kimmy Liu practices gratitude, how it's an important part of the way that she serves people, and of course, integral to who she is as a human being. Before we dive into the episode, I'd love to invite you to take a quick peek at my store. I'm not sure if you know this, but I have an online store at wakeupwithgratitude.com. And this is where I share my products that are made with the photography that I take here on Vancouver Island in Canada. I love to get up for sunrise and I love sharing my photos with you. So I've created a number of different products that are related to the sunrise and the sunset. I have a set of 30 days of gratitude cards that pair really well with my book, 30 days of gratitude, the gratitude program that will change your life. When was the last time you sent a handwritten card to someone? There's something really amazing about getting an actual piece of mail these days because everything is basically virtual. Even our bills arrive virtually. So our mailbox is usually empty except for some flyers and junk mail. When you send a personalized card to someone, it can really make a huge difference in their day. Today alone, I sent four different envelopes with four different personalized cards in them. And it makes me so happy to know that the person on the other side will receive a physical card to remind them that I'm grateful for them and I care about them. So if you haven't checked out my shop yet, please visit wakeupwithgratitude.com and see all the exciting things that I've got to share with you. 
Okay, let's get to the episode with Kimmy Liu. Thanks so much for being here, friends, and I'm excited to share Kimmy Liu with you. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and today I'm welcoming a friend from across the other side of the earth. Welcome to Kimmy Liu. Hi, friend. Hello, Julie. I love how you pronounce your last name, Boye. And uh, I, I am from the future. <laughs> yes, you're already tomorrow, tonight. <laughs> yes, it's 11.40 right now, p.m. And yeah. yeah, and we're still connecting. It's so good. So Kimi mm-hmm. is in the Philippines and she is really just an incredible human being that I'm so excited to be connected with. Um, It took us quite a while to actually find the right timing that worked for both of us. And she is a life and leadership coach. She's a certified master NLP practitioner, an NLP hypnotherapy life coach, and Reiki master practitioner. Not only that, she has a huge giving heart. She's done so many um, different initiatives to support different charitable organizations, Uh, We'll get into that conversation as well. She's very passionate about gratitude and she really loves to be of service. I have just seen this um, through what she shares on Instagram, just uh, your huge, big heart. So um, Kimilu, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love to hear a little bit about, because before all this, you were a teacher. So tell me kind of about, like, did you always want to be a teacher? Was that your life goal as a, a kid? Ah, uh, you know what? When uh, I was in college, and you know, usually at the first day of school, they would ask you, How, "Why are you in this course? Like, why are you taking this course?" And uh, like my classmates said, "Oh, because they want to be a teacher, teaching little kids." And then some would say, "Oh, because I want it um, for mothering. Like, they want to be the, the best mother." That's why they, they're in that course. And my answer was because I love teaching itself. It can be little kids, big kids, old old kids, <laughs> or adults. Um, so it was just like the teaching itself that I really liked. Uh, and it wasn't because of the age of who I was teaching. So that's what I loved about it. And that's why I took that course. So that was my initial path. And, and that's, it's so interesting because I, I don't know if you know this part of my story, but I was teaching, I have always taught, like I've taught at summer camps and Mm. all these things. And I was teaching overseas at international schools. I was teaching French. And I had decided to come back to Canada to get my education as a teacher, to get my certification. And I ended up dropping out of school. I never got my certificate and I started building my business because like you, I love to teach everyone and I still get to teach and train and do all kinds of things like that, like on a regular basis, but um, Mm -hmm. not in the school environment. So what so you did work in a school for a while though yes i did work for a while as a toddler teacher uh, i also had a practicum in a public school so that was in- very interesting the public school system here is very different from for sure what you have in canada 
because we are a third world country. Uh, so teachers in the Philippines really don't get much. I remember I was only getting like $150 for an entire month. And I was thinking, wait a minute, I want to travel the world. Uh, how will I do that if this is what I'm earning? So I had to look for another job, which wasn't teaching. It was a desk job. I was managing projects in a condo hotel. I was talking to unit owners to put their units in a pool, you know, to earn money. And then I also reached my quota right away. I was able to enroll like 80 units in three months. So I was just emailing them and giving them updates. All of a sudden, my tear tears were falling from my eyes. And I wasn't even crying. Like they were just literally falling down my cheek. And I was thinking like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? Why am I crying? I am in a good company. I'm earning very well. My workmates are great. What What is happening? And each night after that day, I kept on crying for I don't know what reason. I was lost. And I, I was even trying to feel my chest. Like I wasn't feeling. So I was so like, oh my God, like pa panicking. Um, and I would describe it as despair, not even sadness. I wasn't feeling sadness. I was feeling despair at that time. So I said, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? I need to talk to someone. I need to know what's happening right now. And so I looked for a life coach in the Philippines. Um, <clears throat> Googled it. Life coach, Philippines. Life coach, Manila. <laughs> like I really tried. But nobody was coming up. Wow. So I said, are you serious? Like, what if, like, well, what will happen to me if I don't get to talk to anyone? I need somebody to talk to. And it also crossed my mind at that point. Like, maybe I could be the life coach. One day, if they Google someone, my name will come up. And so, to, to cut that story short, I found myself in San Diego, California, taking that neuro-linguistic hypnotherapy life coaching certification. Um, and I came back to the Philippines and I practiced. And true enough, people found me while they Googled. And here I am 11 years after. Oh my goodness. I That's Wow. What an incredible story to literally Google what you're looking for. You can't yeah. find it. So then you decide to become it. <laughs> yes. I was lost and I found myself. Wow. By I, honestly, I'm just, I'm just, and then you traveled to San Diego. Was that yes. your first time going to the United States or? Not really, but okay. it was a huge investment. Yeah. And That's Amazing. Yeah, the thing is, nobody in the Philippines was successful or was known to be doing it. So it was a gamble. You know, like, okay, we're sending our daughter there. Are we, is this play money? Or <laughs> what's what's happening? Um, my dad actually told me, okay, we will support you, but just have a plan. Obviously, I didn't have a plan. 
you know, it's like um, a job interview. You just keep telling them, yes, I can do it. And you kind of figure it out, right? That's what happened to me. Um, yeah, that's my story. How long were you in San Diego for? Uh, the entire session was 17 days, 12 hours a day. Oh, so I had wow. a fried brain. Yeah. And then, so I had to take it um, two times. The second time I was with my mom okay. and she took it as well. And the whole idea of talking to someone so that I can be fixed was actually from my parents because they were marriage counselors. So as a child, I was seeing them talking to people and helping them out. But in my mind, I was thinking, but I'm not married. They, I don't know if they can help me. And that's so awkward. I'm their daughter. <laughs> I don't want to talk to them. So, yeah, so that's that's what happened. So then you, you come back to the Philippines and you've got this training. Um, mm-hmm. And then now you're still the only coach that, you know, is coming up. So how did you start your business? Like, how did you get those first clients? Well, right now, just to be very clear, there are a lot now of yeah, coaches. Now. Yeah, now. It's just that I'm pioneer. And yeah. before, when uh, I was starting, I'm so grateful because my friends were very supportive. You know how I see this a lot on Facebook and on Instagram. Like They say, oh, your friends won't support you. It will be like strangers who will actually support you. But not in my case. I'm so proud that my friends actually paid me to get my services from the very beginning. Like, that's, oh my gosh, super blessed. That is really awesome. That's so fantastic. I love what you said about being a pioneer. And it's interesting because you also, I mean, you decided to do it to come back to serve your country and your city and your friends, right? Correct. Yes. You know, when I was in the classroom at that time, I was looking around and it really like dawned on me and it was like it sealed the deal because I was the only Filipino in class and I was the only one from the Philippines. So I was thinking there must be a reason why I'm here. And that's why, you know, right place, right time, right people. And that means you know, I was maybe divinely appointed to do this work for the Philippines, to take it with me, to do this for the Filipinos. Wow. Well, I was going to ask you to tell me a little bit about your mantra. So say your mantra one more time. You are at the right place at the right time with the right people, always and always. And where does that come from? Did it start from like that first opportunity when you were, you know, overseas and you saw yourself as that? Or is it kind of looking back? You're like, yes, right time, right? Yeah, well, looking back, yes. And uh, I have just always considered, I can't even remember where that came from. And I know a lot of books actually use it. Uh, I can't remember exactly where that came from. I just know that I always say that each time I start a session or a workshop or a class, I always tell them, you are at the right place at the right time with the right people. There must be a reason why you are here. 
Just the same when I was in my class. There must be a reason why I was there. And to me, that really speaks back to our intuition and Mm -hmm. this knowing that, you know, we're always going to be exactly where we need to be at that point in time for our own journey. It's interesting. I have a morning mantra and a little, you know, prayer that I say usually when I'm at the beach. And Mm -hmm. I I say the same, you know, thank you for bringing me the right people at the right time so that together we can manifest our hopes, goals, and dreams. So I say that, I say that to myself most mornings, you know, because I, I do feel that there's a gift in timing. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's that allowing, like you took a big leap, you took a big jump, but if you hadn't, I mean, how many... Let's just imagine how many people at the same time as you, Kimmy Lou, were searching Life Coach Philippines and no, nobody did anything. Exactly. You did. <laughs> yeah. I was just having a conversation with someone. I forget what earlier. And I was sharing that I don't want to lose my crazy. Like, you know, if you have that crazy idea, go for it right? Like, just do it because who else will? The idea came to you. Yeah. 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 It came to you. And then it's up to you to decide to take action with it or not, which goes back to, you know, right, right people, right place, right time. Mm -hmm. Am I saying it the right way? Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's it. And it, and we're not always going to take action. And then often we'll be like, Oh, I wish I could have just, there are likely people that are like, I should have just taken action back then. So now, so today you, um, I know that in the last year, actually, because the Philippines has been fairly locked down, I think for the past yeah. year, right? Yeah. So you, uh, you did create a new program to support people. Um, I believe it's called sacred space. Can you yes, explain to correct. me what that looks like? Yes. Well, it really, be- I have been wanting to create a certification program um, but last year, it was so apparent because I was getting booked like back to back. And even on the weekends, I said, okay, this is like, I can't. There needs to be more of us doing this work. Mm-hmm. So I said, I will do the certification now. And I did it. Basically, sacred space, you become a sacred space holder when you join the certification program. And you can be like a mother, a leader, heart-centered leader. You can be a business owner, entrepreneur, coach, consultant. Uh, As long as you want to hold a sacred space for people, meaning a space where people can become truly themselves, can speak authentically, can share without having any fear or doubts that they will be, you know, judged. So it's a safe space that you hold for them. And it's very like tender and important. And um, don't, like there's a warm, fuzzy feeling when you hold space for people that way. That is the sacred space certification. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. 
So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Do you find that, um, do you find that people were open and, and quickly able to adopt to the online model? Like that was the adaptation. I know that in the Philippines, like people do have access to tech now, right? It's become a lot more um, mm-hmm. apparent. There's a lot more access to tech. Do you find like, was that a barrier or was that, were people like already online when you started this program last year? Uh, it really depends on, uh, I guess, the person that you're talking to, because some got stuck, like, oh my gosh, uh, we can't continue because we're not meeting in person anymore. And okay, others okay. actually really thrived through the online world, especially, you know, businesses, um, like networking businesses. My business thrived very well online as well. So it's really, you know, being able to adjust quickly and being flexible to the signs of the times. And this is this is it. Like for me, I think I embraced it quickly and created right away according to how people can actually manage to benefit from the program. That's a great lesson too, is that I hear this in a lot of what you're saying is you're someone who just takes action. Right. You might not know how it's all going to work out, but you just like, well, yes. just going to take action. Yes. I, my, um, my other, like my business coach was saying, Kim, you're like a, like an ultimate implementer, like a quick implementer. That's how she coined it. And I said, oh yeah. And I didn't even realize it because if I think of something, I'm going to do it because I want to find out right away if it's going to work or not. To me, everything is like uh, an experiment. You know, I'm, we're just researching, we're studying, we're trying this out. If it's, it works, great. If it doesn't, okay, move on and learn from that. So that's how I see things. That's actually a fantastic lesson. And I, because so many of us hesitate, we don't take action because we're scared of whether it's going to work or not. And what you just said is it's just, it actually seems really obvious when I say it again, but it's a fear that keeps a lot of people from, you know, taking action is that, well, if I just try it and take action, then I will know if it works or not. (laughs) And then if it doesn't work, it's this, you know, what I think is that part of it is the, the um, sunk cost fallacy. So where if you put time into something and it's not working, it's that ability to say, 
I can just cut my losses and move forward rather than keeping to sink money on something that's not working. That's a very difficult mm-hmm. mindset thing to get around. So how do you get around that? Like, cause it sounds like if it's not working, you're just ready to move on. How do you move forward instead of just like, keep going, keep going, keep going. Right. I think it's really like, there's a little line there where you see the failure or that, that time spent there to be a lesson really right um i mean obvious it's like a it's a tuition fee that you paid for basically oh well right? i like that it's a tuition fee that fee yeah. that you paid to learn the lesson yeah oh. <laughs> so you didn't yeah you spent money to learn that lesson <laughs> oh that's so fair and then why can you learn the lesson why keep learning it and paying more into it? Just move on and learn from it. That, I think that's the biggest thing too, is like, you know, as yeah. a business owner, you know, myself, I've been in business for 15 years and there are lots of things in my business that have not worked. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can learn and I can make do things differently the next time, or I can just keep trying the same old stuff and just keep wasting time and money and energy. Um yeah. And it's that remembering that there's a lesson there. But I like that thought of like, it's a tuition you pay to learn the lesson. Yeah. So stop already paying for that tuition. (laughs) Yeah. Don't keep paying. Um, Okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about, a little bit more about gratitude. Cause I know you're a super great big person. I know you love, you know, uh, gratitude and everything that comes with it. Uh, You created a really cool product. Tell me about this great jar that you had created. Ah, so one time I was just scrolling through Pinterest and I saw this idea that you can actually cut strips of paper, write down things you're grateful for, put it in the jar for 365 days, and then you open it up and then you read them all so that you can reminisce your entire year of what you were grateful for. So in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a treat. I want that. And I actually experiment. See, I experimented again, and I bought ten jars, ten pad papers, ten pens, ten bags, and I gifted it to ten people, the whom I thought would actually appreciate it. And they gave me feedback. They said, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for that gra- grateful jar. I love it. I write on it. I feel good about it." And so I thought you know what, these people will be um, lazy to pick up a jar, get pad paper, get a pen and write it down. So I created an entire package with all all of it in it. And I sold it. And part of the proceeds actually helped School of the Deaf in the Philippines. And it helped them with their transportation allowance. So. it's been, I think, eight, eight years that I've been doing that. Oh, it's you're still doing that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Years. I was like, "Is it?" For those that are wondering, we are on video. Of course, I love to record my podcast on video. So uh-huh. I, I thought this was like a project you'd done before. So you're still doing this amazing project. Wow. That's so great. What a, and tell me about what's your connection? Like, do you have a connection to the school for the deaf or? Uh, When I was a young child, young, of course, I was young when I was a child and my, my dad had a factory, a furniture factory, and they had carpenters who were mute. 
deaf and mute. And they also had a secretary who was deaf and mute. They also helped. It was like their apostolate, like people they really help. Uh, so I also got that from them. And I just kind of, you know, continued the the process. But I don't know anyone actually, um, like personally, I just like helping them because, you know, with gratitude, it's like we're grateful for our senses, sense of taste, sense of smell. And then they don't have like sense of hearing. So I I thought it was just, you know, right to give back to them. I I love that you took like something that's a gratitude product and then giving back in a way that creates more gratitude and more ripples that way. And then everybody who's using the jars, of course, Mm -hmm. as they do their gratitude on a daily basis in their jar, they're creating gratitude ripples. And you're right. A lot of people won't just go out and get the jar and the paper and the pen and make it happen. So when you put it together in a package, it's something that's, that makes it more accessible for people. Mm -hmm. So I even created uh, like a community around it. So it's the grateful community. And, uh, you know, pre-COVID, we would have meetups. And then I would like do little workshops with them. So it's like a grateful community. Everyone's so grateful. Oh, what a great idea. I absolutely Mm -hmm. adore that. Oh, my goodness. And then now you've just launched another initiative. You are an ambassador for um, another organization that helps education. So tell me about that. Yeah. So it's, again, right time, right place, right people. Because a few weeks ago, I was really looking for an education um, advocacy or like charity. And they sent me a message, like out of nowhere. Like, okay, sure. I want to meet up. Yeah. I want to meet up with them. And uh, when they discussed the project with me, they were really looking for an ambassador and somebody to spread the word and all. And I'm like, perfect. And I'm creating a shirt, a mantra shirt for my birthday. Why don't we just, you know, collaborate and do that? So now each shirt uh, provides education for Filipinos um, who don't have access to it. So there. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it's because the Philippines is still a third world country. I mean, we know, yes, some Filipinos have access to technology in school, but a lot of people, I mean, I can't imagine in the pandemic how hard it's been for families that don't have access to technology. Yeah. yeah, There's no school for them. Period. Yeah. 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 We forget. And again, this goes back to gratitude, right? Mm. We take for granted that when they close the schools in Canada or the United States, the most kids, not all, I will say not all kids Mm -hmm. have access to technology, but a a far larger proportion Mm -hmm. can go online. And when that happens in a country like the Philippines, yes. What happens to these kids? Yeah. Like they don't have, obviously they don't have a laptop or an iPad. They won't even have Wi-Fi. They won't even have electricity. So yeah, it's difficult. Um, and we need to be very grateful for what we have, like with me, with my business or how it's thriving. Yeah. I mean, I have forgotten myself that, oh, there's other people who don't actually don't have access to this information or to these sessions and programs. So that's why I'm trying to help in my own little way. I think you're helping in a big way. 
And I think doing grassroots community initiatives is really what, I think that's one of the things that the pandemic has brought people closer together and really uh, understanding that their own communities need to be served and their own communities. uh, I mean, I don't know of a community that doesn't have people in need and perhaps before the pandemic, it wasn't as obvious, but now these things become more obvious to us that not everybody has the same access that we do to so many things that we literally like the fact that you and I can just chat on a Zoom meeting 15 hours apart, totally across the world with our tech, like that's a huge gift and easy to take for granted. So mm-hmm. I thank you. That was such a powerful reminder. Thank you. Um, no, I have a question for you. you. <laughs> okay. I have, a, I have a question for you here. So if you could reach back in time and talk to, so you're now you're an experienced life coach. You've been doing it for 11 years. If you could reach back to Kimi Liu uh, back at 24 at her job, tears flowing from her eyes. She can't, her heart isn't like, mm. it's just not there. Mm-hmm. What would you tell her? Uh, while you were telling me the question, the line that kept on coming was you do you i don't know why i i I don't normally say that but that was the phrase that came you do you like whatever maybe whatever your heart desires do it if it makes you happy do it if you feel it's crazy but you think it'll work you know try it and do it so yeah you do you whatever you feel is so you don't allow like society or other people to judge you or bring you down you do you oh you are beautifully unapologetically you that (laughs) you show up as you I love the way you show up. I love the way you show up authentically. I love the way your heart is just so, I mean, it's, it's interesting how you can feel we've never met and I could already, I already knew you had a really big heart just from seeing you on Instagram. So um, tell me, so what, where do we find you? I know you hang out a lot on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? That is my place to be, Kimi Lu okay. Life Coach. <laughs> and I have a website, www.kimilulifecoach.com. Amazing. I'll make sure that everyone has those links. Now, before we wrap things up, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what gratitude looks like in a day for you or in a week. What kind of ways are you personally practicing gratitude? Uh, um, in little things, for sure. Not the, well, of course, the amazing things are great, but it's really the little things like just having a deep breath in, like being able to pause every now and then for that deep breath. I love that. And if you are into sunrise, I am into sunsets. Like I actually just sit down and watch the sunset because I'm actually awake at that time. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Uh, I love long showers as well. I don't have a have a bathtub, but in my next home, when I build my own home, I want to have a bathtub. I want to just bask in like the water. Um, I am grateful for um, like the birds singing. You know, just these little things that not a lot of people notice 
I I try my best to notice them. So that is gratitude for me. That's absolutely perfect. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we get caught up in gratitude being difficult and complicated. And I love doing my gratitude journal. I really enjoy it. Like that is something I really enjoy. I've been doing it for like a decade, you know, mm-hmm. every night basically. And that yes. works really well for me. Not for everybody. What we're trying to share here are all the different ways that you can show up and practice gratitude. And what you're saying, like, you know, for me, yeah, watching the sunrise is gratitude. Mm-hmm. Watching the sunset, same thing, mm-hmm. right? It's that thank you for this gift of another day. Absolutely. Right. That's really the for me, that's the reminder when we see the sunrise or the sunset. Thank you for this mm-hmm. gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and make a difference in this world. Kimmy Lou, you are making a difference in this world through your coaching, through your initiatives, through your charity, and all the ways that you serve um, just by being totally authentic you. So thank you so much for this incredible time together. I'm so grateful that we had the chance to connect and just sending you a big virtual hug all the way across the world. Okay, thank you so much, Julie, for having me. And I'm so grateful for this moment right here. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.